The All-Star break is over, the Thunder are on a roll, and me and Ford are here to talk about it. Up next, Thunder Talk. Welcome back to Thunder Talk. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. Uh, with me today, as always, Ford Brandon. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Just uh, on, just man. chilling. So we are here back again. A uh, little awkward timing with a return, having the All-Star break right after. Not a lot to talk about. So um, we're back here to, you know, talk some Thunder. You know, after the All-Star break, you know, we... Uh, I, I think really the first thing we have to talk about is the this this team continues to surprise us, and I think I'm blown away, dude. I mean, I for really sure. We, we've we've talked about that a little bit, but I think the biggest symbol of that is the as this record that we just set. Yeah. Um, the first time in Thunder history, eight players over uh, double digits. Uh, that happened against the Spurs, I believe. Dude, Would, I, I just crazy. It, I think it's a real testament to Billy Donovan too. I think. I, I mean. I. I think. Well, besides, you know, this. T- I mean, with the ball movement and the plays we're running, and our that every single teammate is willing to pass the ball and make the right play. I think that all kind of comes down to Billy Donovan's coaching. And last year, he was really criticized for a lot of things that um, he wasn't responsible for. And I think. I think this season. I. I got this stat right here. Kind of tells it all. Um, since January 18th, OKC is 13-3, and three, all right? We've played some good teams since. But in that span, their first in field goal percentage, second in offensive rating, third in point differential, and third in three-point percentage. Like, that is unreal. That just shows you the team players that we have. And, Chris, and I think Chris Paul has a lot to do with that as well, being able to gather these young boys and just kind of, really make a run at this thing, kind of teach them the right way on how to play the game. And I, I, I it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, uh, it's, like, uh, it's like Oklahoma City basketball has never really seen this before. You know, we've always had stars where it's been hero ball at the end of games, where it's just, you know, stars making plays and plays, and then, uh, you know, pass the guys on the three-point line occasionally, you know, you know, get the, you know, Steven Adams gets an offensive rebound, puts it back. You know, it's usually the stars running the plays, and this is, like, we're playing real basketball. This is the That's type of ball, like, when you watch, when you would watch those prime Spurs teams in 2013 and 14, you just think, what if the Thunder could pass the ball around, you know, get it to these guys and, you know, open some floor up for Westbrook and Durant. This is the type of ball you really want to mm-hmm. see. Um, it, it's just been so exciting. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if our, our, our cast is very interesting because we have a lot of guys who can be inconsistent here to there. They're young. Uh, you know, Lou Dort, uh, Abdul Nader, just to name a few. Lou has been fantastic. And we'll, yeah, and we'll talk about Dort a little bit. Uh, Baisley injured, unfortunately. Uh, but the way they've been able to distribute the ball um, and be versatile in the way they really kill teams is incredible. Uh, just, I mean, I'm just saying, go to ESPN, look up the leading scores per game, and you'll see a different guy, at least you know, like a rotation of four different guys between Schroeder, Paul, Gallinari, uh, SGA. It, it, it's remarkable how this team has evolved into just a 
I, I, I don't even know like what amount of heads to call the monster, but it, it's just it's vicious. You, you, can, you can get you at any point. And they it, all bought in. They all bought into the season being like, no, fuck that. We're not going to tank. Dude. Exactly. We're gonna, no, like, we're gonna, no we're tank. We're going to run at this thing for the playoffs. Yeah. And I think I think one thing that's interesting about it is if you if you were somehow if I brought up the men in black little thing, erased your mind and told you, hey, we're going to look at this team. This Thunder team is going to contend. You know, they'll be like about maybe a fifth seed in the West. Uh, just just see what you think of them. And but this is also also their first year together. Uh-huh. If you reframe it where you, you're looking at this team like they're a pretty solid, you know, upper middle team in the West, but they have to figure things out, then you really see this team through different, really a different lens because they're a team who most of these players have never played together. You know, uh, the leader of the team has never, has not been on this, you know, in this organization. And of course it was going to be an issue to, you know, vibe together. But now that we know that this team was out to win it from the start and that they're just slowly getting better, it really changes your uh, perception of this team because I think that their ceiling, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they're 36 and 22, man. Like, that's pretty damn good. From, the, from, from, the, when, from on paper, when you see these players on the roster, 36 and 22. Man, I, I couldn't even – I didn't even dream of that happening. You know, I was already expecting a losing season. We're going to miss the playoffs and end that streak. But talk, speaking of streaks – like, I think that's another testament to this season is and, – and Billy Donovan's coaching and Chris Paul leading the offense and these young guys buying in and playing the right way and not taking any short ste- or, uh, shortcuts is that we just set a thunder – like all the thunder records that we set, we just set the thunder record for nine straight road wins. That didn't happen with James Harden, with Kevin Durant, with Russell Westbrook, with Paul George or any, anything like that. So we got that. Then the other day, there was eight players in double figures. Another Thunder record. That's incredible. Then, like, there was the, the two 24-point-plus uh, comebacks, you know, early on in the season, you know, back-to-back. Like, that's just incredible. Chicago, who and, and once again provided, uh, you know, oh, a scary. very, very tough game. Another pain. I swear to God. It was, it was the exact same team, the same guys too, with Levine and Colby White. You know, yeah. being a pain in our ass again. I, that last oh, three man. Man, was wild. I, I thought I, w- I was at the uh, OU Texas Tech game. You see the highlights? I thought it was, I was watching it. Oh, you're on your phone. I, I, I had the I had the Hulu live TV in one hand. Uh, you know, <laughs> then in the arena. I mean, I I was I was stressing. I gotta tell you. Levine was making unreal three. That one three he hit towards the end, where he just wasn't even set, just oh, chucked it up. Le- Steph Curry range. Levine, I was never really high on Levine. Uh, I always thought he was just a super athletic guy. Never could. I, well, I, I, I didn't know he had that in his skill set. <laughs> the guys, the guys next level. Uh, get him out of Chicago. What a disaster that organization is. That guy could really blossom if he had some other guys around him that could decently play yeah but the point you make about how resilient the thunder have been it, it, it's a good one because i believe starting the season they were zero and seven in clutch time games they, they, they we've played a lot of really close ball games they were uh they were the worst team in the nba when it came to making the game winning shot like the last shot of the game but they were first or second in the nba 
in winning close games. Yes. It was, some, it was unreal. When, you know, when, some of those shots would go into OT and we'd end up winning. You yeah. Know, and it's just unreal. And, and I mean, a lot of those games were early on. Yeah. And I remember we were just kind of shocked that they were even in some of these. You know, uh, yeah. we played the Bucks tight, I believe, in OKC. Um, as a, in addition, in addition to a lot of other games that were really close, this team is, you know, has really learned how to win. Uh, they still don't have a great record against over five hundred teams. That is something to be concerned about going into playoff time. But in general, I mean, this team's just been winning. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at all these teams that we played close on early, you know, uh, like Houston, Milwaukee. We beat Philadelphia, uh, L.A., uh, both L.A. teams, you know. Uh, yeah, man, it's just it's pretty insane that these guys are really coming together and they're hitting their stride right now. We haven't, you're, I mean, you're exactly right, man. We had not seen the ceiling. And we're a half game behind the Jazz right now, too. I think for the for the fifth seed. Yes, uh, yeah. Half uh, as of recording right now, Utah has to play. I believe Boston as we're recording. Ooh. So uh, by the time this is out, we might actually be the fifth seed. Mm. Uh, we'll find out. Hopefully, hopefully they. I I know some people, uh, <clears throat> Jameson, uh, don't want <laughs> us to kind of rise up the ranks. You know, maybe to play Denver and keep that draft pick. But honestly. I don't know. I I say just screw it. Let's just let's just try to go. Let's let's just keep winning. We'll worry about draft picks later. We already have a million picks. You know, we we already have so many picks. I I don't think losing one would be the end of the world. I don't think I don't think the organization well, thinks it, it is. Uh, it's our own actually. Um, if we who are we giving it to? I believe Philly. I think uh, it's a. I, it yeah, it is. It's it, it, it's, it's the Jeremy Grant trade from way back when. Okay. Um, however, we do get the Denver uh, pick. Okay. So I'd rather. I mean, I'd rather. I, I'm look. I'm trying to avoid the Clippers at all cost, <laughs> and so that's that's either six or seven. Yeah, and, and I know we. I know off the record we talked a little bit about the Clippers and whether or not they would have been off, like better off. You know, if Kawhi would have been better off just taking the team as is versus bringing on Paul George. That's another story, another topic. Um. He would have been better with Gallo and SGA. Just saying. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to skirt out the back door. <laughs> hey, this is, this, is thunder, <laughs> this is Thunder Talk, not Clipper Talk. But um, I got to say, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we just keep trying to win. The margins are so slim in the West right now. If you can try to get – I am not. I know home court is such a fickle beast in the Big 12. Sorry, not Big 12, in the NBA. Because uh, you never really – I mean, you never really know. It, it's so tight. Uh, I mean, home court it, really only matters in the Western Conference Finals and then the Finals. And even That's then, really does it? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up three one on the definitely, definitely does. You were also playing. A, we're also playing seventy three and nineteen. Yeah, so, I mean, I, for for most te- for about eighty percent of the teams in NBA history. Two thousand eleven. Ma- Two thousand eleven against the Mavericks. All we needed was one win. They beat us twice. Wait, what? In OKC, we we took game the only game we took against Dallas in 2011, two. Game, game two. two in Dallas, yeah. and then we got blown out in Game three, and then Game four uh, is a very underrated, painful Thunder moment. Dirk Nowitzki yeah. just going supernova well, on poor Nick Collison. We were up, we were up like, well, dude, we were up like 16 with pur- four minutes left. The purpose of home court is, I mean, because obviously you're gonna play, you're gonna go two, two, one, one. 
purpose of home court is if it goes to game seven, who you rather, where would you rather play that? At their place or your place? I, and you'd rather have it at your place. Of course. And yeah, I think it's – what's the stat? I think for NBA game sevens, isn't it like – I think 85% of the time the home team wins. Like That's that. true. That's that being said, you know, we, as on the other end, we've seen the Thunder pull out just insane wins in difficult places. Memphis game six, for example, the famous Mr. Unreliable game. Uh, yeah, we never had to pull off a game seven on the road. And look what that happened in 2016. They almost did. They almost but did. They did it. Well, yeah, I, I think that's, that, that's more of a credit to the Warriors than anything. And that crowd, man, like that's the purpose of home court. But anyway. anyway. And, and no one set off a crowd. No one sets off a crowd more than Steph, than a couple Steph couple, Curry threes. Years, man, like, that was, get, two, get two straight Steph Curry threes and uh, that building's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we, we diverted here. Um, I, I'm just saying I, I don't. I think the biggest thing for the Thunder playoff wise is getting the right matchup. Uh, which we which our which our friends and I in this group text. Yeah, and we'll just let's just Houston or Denver are the preferable matchup. Yes, I would agree. I, I I'll ask you this: which which matchup do you would you prefer? I would probably prefer Houston. Okay, well, I'll make. Uh, see, I think it's just about a coin flip. And, yeah, it, it, again, it you can be so wrong on matchups. Last year, I, I mean. We know how to play Russ. And when, we, when we can eliminate one of them. Well, not only that. It's just, it, it goes off the wire. I mean, last year we, we crowed and potted so much about how the, the Blazers were a godsend matchup for us. How they were perfect and. I mean, it was just a, it was a total mess. We also didn't expect though PG to just play like ass and be, aver- that, hurt, be that injured and play like that. He averaged like twenty eight. PG PG yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, about thirty five. I looked yeah, this up the other bad. day. <laughs> I looked this up the other day. Yeah, he, he was really tough in in a couple games there. And Russ also had this like vengeance, you know. For Dame Lillard trying to outplay him and trying to match him for three for three, and that didn't. Make they just they just had a lot of issues, but honestly, okay. So you Mark think Keith Houston? Morris couldn't hit a damn shot. Well, well that's Markeith Morris. So <laughs> I don't know if he made a single <laughs> shot that entire series. Yeah, nah. Uh, <laughs> once again, the Thunder, I, and I, I've just stopped believing in buyout guys. You know, they're not going to do anything. Uh, Markeith was a prime that, example of that. But you know who's a prime example of a, of a diamond in the rough? Karan Butler. He was guy. good. That dude was pretty he good. He was good. For a buyout? Oh, and Derek Fisher. D. Fish. That was also another one. D. Fish would have been better if Scott Brooks used him right. If he, if he didn't overuse Derek Fisher. He, it was mainly he was, his leadership in the locker room. That he, was the, really the key part. I mean, yes. And if, if he kept it to just that and had him play minutes, but... The guy, the guy played entirely too many minutes, uh, yeah. particularly in the uh, 2014 run where they brought him back. I mean, <laughs> not only that, I just – what a mess. I, I, he just I, – I think if you – that's a whole other story, talking about the 2012 finals. Um, there was a lot of things. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's refocus. <laughs> let's refocus. So this year. You say the Rockets. I personally think it's probably the Nuggets. Um, Why do you say that? Well, uh, I think partially it's experience, and partially it's because as much as I love Jokic, the guy is a complete baller. The guy can take over games. The Nuggets just don't have an X-factor traditional type guy 
We don't either. I mean, we have multiple. We have multiple guys on the wing. I I don't trust Jamal it's Murray. Denver. I mean, they have Jamal Murray. I I. They have Jamal Murray, Harris, but we have... Will Barton. Those guys can all go off at times. I kind of like SGA and Chris Paul, and maybe even Schroeder over those three. And then we have a, and then we have an anchor in Steven Adams that can kind of slow down Jokic, and then throw in Noel, maybe. Michael Porter Jr. can go off at time to time. He, he's not even in the rotation, really. I've, the games that I've seen, he is. And he's Against the Thunder, he, he came in like in the fourth quarter a little bit, but not really. I, the, Denver definitely is scary. Um, and par- partially this is just to play devil's advocate, but, um, I don't, I, I, re- I really like the way the Thunder match up against them. I think, I think they have, they, prov- um, I think they produce an interesting problem with that three guard lineup, uh, that we put out there. I think that produces an issue with anyone, but, uh, I think predict, uh, particularly our center depth, um, can wear out Jokic, so mm-hmm. that's that's my take. So wh- well, wh- what do you think? What do you well, think about the Rockets? Well, uh, funny how you say center depth when we're talking about the Rockets. I mean, that's one of my main points. Just pound them to death in the paint, and then you. And obviously, what we did for um, the two games that Harden was pl- that both the stars were playing, we have guys who can guard Harden very well, and if we can get him to miss a couple shots and make Russ beat us, Russ isn't going to drop forty a night. And I, I, I think there's a lot of credence into that, uh, to the Rockets being a very good fit because we can go big and punish them inside, but we can also, if, you know, their small ball lineup's working, we have the perfect personnel to match them. Mm-hmm. So it's really one of the most versatile uh, rosters in the NBA, I believe. And also it'd be freaking hilarious to end James Harden's uh playoff hopes in the first round and watch him complain and, and file a lawsuit against the NBA like wanting to replay the series <laughs> in July or something like dude I, I'm just saying if I if I could like write the screenplay for how this playoffs would go a Chris Paul revenge tour where we played the Rockets I didn't and even think about that Chris Paul revenge tour where we played the Rockets and Clippers oh, you know oh, oh, just a thunder man. Chris Paul revenge I mean it would be incredible because then you have you, you obviously have the Rocket situation where Chris Paul gets back at Maury, and then you have the Clippers situation where Chris Paul has a little bit of it because it's oh, his yeah. old team, yeah, and then yeah. we have something in it where we can uh, kind of show up playoff P. Yeah, but we we ain't beating Clippers in the playoffs. I don't think no, we no, will either. But finals, I, I, again, this is if I was storyboarding it. Yes. I uh, don't exactly go by reality. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be better if we beat the Lakers, just with all the hype that they had. I think we taking that giant down. That would be who the hell do we have to to guard LeBron? I'm just saying, dude, that'd be the ultimate like fantasy. I mean, of course, yeah, fantasy. If if the '96 Bulls showed up and we took (laughs) them on, like that'd be great. I'd love it. But the the thing is, we're we're just not. LeBron is just next level. Although I'll say this, we have a player on our team that, if healthy. I think could be a very benefit, yeah, very beneficial to stopping a yeah, small forward like LeBron. If we can dig up and be a grave digger and dig up his body from <laughs> Rose Hill down the street in the cemetery. I mean, Roberson, yeah, sure. But I, I'm just saying, okay, look, it, I, I would be shocked if he came back, but if Andre Robertson could come back at least like somehow 80% of what he used to be, he would be such a defensive stalwart with him and Dort on the wing. It'd be oh. great. How do you miss two and a half years, though? Just a bunch of setbacks. Uh, Injuries are weird. I just do not see that. I don't know. We'll call in, you know, 
Dr. Jameson soon. Well, I mean, things have been weird because he, like, he has looked good. There's a clip that kind of resurfaced on Twitter of Robertson on uh, opening night against Dort in a lineup and just crossed his ass up, went right to the hoop and just slammed Andre? it down. Yeah. I mean, made Dort look like a like a damn fool. <laughs> he is a two-way player. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> who knows? Maybe Andre is like somehow like a great offensive player by now. He just can't be healthy. Who knows? Yeah. But if we can get this guy back, I think it would really make a difference. But, it'd, be, it'd be at the playoffs. If but um, that, would, that honestly would just be, you know, it's hopeful thinking at this point. I don't know, man. Because you don't play in two and a half years, and you just show up in your first couple games are playoff basketball. Like, I just don't see that happening. I mean, he would be a reserve. The intensity? I'll say this. Yeah. He would have to be a reserve. Dort definitely has that oh, starting yeah, lineup. He deserves, he deserves it, too. Yeah. Lou Dort has been one of the oh, best yeah. one of the best stories in the NBA. He uh, just recently set a record against the Bulls with the most amount of games started by a two-way player in NBA history. There's that too. Granted only two years of having the two-way contract in effect, but Dort is just I mean the guy the guy is going to be a solid rotation player. This is not going to be a player uh, he, he's a guy give this man his bag. Give this man his bag right now True. because it, it is hard. As we've seen as Thunder fans, it is hard to find a player who can play both ways as well as Lou Dort. That's right. And he's, he's only a rookie. I know. Last year he's played at Arizona State. Two years ago he was in high school. Dude, the Thunder are one of the most they were one of the best developing uh, franchises in the league, so I cannot wait to see this dude in the future. And we, I cannot wait to re-sign this guy. Yeah, just as long as we're seeing him develop with our team instead of on, you know, the magic or some shit. Because yeah. that's always the case with the Thunder. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's exciting, man. It's super exciting. What, uh, what we got next on the slate? We got uh, Sacramento at home tomorrow. And we got out in, at, at Milwaukee. Okay, rest in peace for that. <laughs> on uh, a, on the second LA night of a back-to-back, too. Yeah. Then, we, then we got L.A. at home. Oh, shit. And then, uh, okay, we can pretty much, you know, play the OKC Blue versus Detroit and New York, you know, for the next two games. Okay, so let's let's bring back an old an old oldie but goodie. Uh, let's let's see let's see how we do in this these next fi- this next five. So okay, well, Sacramento Kings. I, I think we get the win. I will say, well, I gotta put it out there. Um, right before it was uh, right before the San Antonio game on February 11th, I said. To you viewers, that uh, was, you know this is to you now. And I said this to, to the group text earlier, <laughs> but um, that Thunder would go on a six-game win streak starting that day. Well, they lost that night <laughs> to the Spurs, but they hadn't lost since. So I will put it out there: if they win five straight, I'm still I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself some credit. But when it comes to the oldie but goodie, I say we win at win versus Sacramento tomorrow. We lose at Milwaukee. Oh man. Okay. This is this is the real game changer. It, you know, when you're playing the Clippers, it really depends on if Kawhi's playing or not. If it's just PG, then we're winning. But if it's if Kawhi's playing, uh, no, we lost that. It, it's a coin flip. But I think let's just for the sake of this conversation, let's just go full health. Mm. I want to ride the momentum and say yes, like so bad because we can. Because, you know, it might be one of those just freak games like versus Denver, you know? 
where we just play a really good team and play really well. I don't know if that was a freak game. I thought it was just a really – I think that that's just – Well, not, not like I think the Thunder are just game. that good. Yeah, but, you know, a game where it's like we, we stand up to the big boys, you know, like the really good teams and actually pull out a win. You know what? Fuck it. Yes, we win. <laughs> so, Sacramento, we win, get waxed at Milwaukee, uh, and then we win three straight. We got we got L.A., Detroit, New York, and then we lose at Boston. But I guess it's only five, but so that is five. You know, we're not counting Boston. But I'm going to go three and two for the boys. Uh, I think – We lose back-to-back. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I, I think we beat the – I think we probably beat the Kings. Uh, I'll say this. If we <laughs> – if we don't beat the Kings, we'll somehow beat the Clippers or some shit. Um, but I, 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 my thing is, usually you split games against teams at home. Uh, I don't think we'll sweep the Clippers in OKC. Uh, but I definitely see a win against the Pistons, definitely the Knicks. Um, if, if they do beat the Clippers, we're going to trip up against one of these teams. Uh, and, uh, I, I, yeah. and, and again, I, I think the Bucks. It would is, be like New York. I think with the Bucks, I think they're just too good. Uh, no answer for Giannis. Um, but that being said, I don't think really it, any team besides the Clippers have an answer for Giannis. I mean, if the Thunder beat the Bucks, that's the best win of the season. Oh, by, oh my! It would God, be the best win of the season, fuck. without a doubt. That'd be one of the best wins in the last four years. I gotta say, if if, if the Thunder beat the Bucks, you know, just come up to come up to me at Anthem at the watch party, and I'll buy you a beer. To all ten people who listen to this, <laughs> so Ford, just uh, yeah, if we do that, beer on Dude, me. Like, I will, if the Thunder beat the Bucks, man, like that's in Milwaukee, best, that, yeah, in Milwaukee, that's one of the best wins in the last five years, but just because of how historic this Bucks team is. I mean, dude, this team is okay. They are they are uh, forty eight and eight. All right, there's like twenty five games left. You know, they're literally on pace for, like, a 68-win season Yeah. right now. That's unbelievable. Like, they have they have a chance to become the third team in NBA history to uh, score 70 wins. And that's something that no one's talking about and really needs to because that's something that is incredibly special. Yeah, it really is. Uh, this Bucks team is a lot better than people think. And I think it's just because it's Giannis. Yeah, but there's no Steph. There's no trio with Steph, Clay, and Dre, or like you know Kevin Durant on that team. It's literally just Giannis and a bunch of guys who can really play. And and it's, and it's Milwaukee. And it's not in a, a big time city either. It, it's a small market team. I think in a like a macro wider sense of uh, how we view this team and basketball in general, we always wait for the playoffs to judge teams and players. I I think the reason why we're hesitant on the Bucks is because. We saw them go insane last year. And then we also saw Giannis just freeze up against a, the Raptors. So I think we're Versus a really hot a very good team, Raptors team who is, still is good now, I might add. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think our big thing is we were just waiting to, like, give judgment on, on this Bucks team before we start yeah. anointing them as historic. But they are really damn good. I mean, we can't. You can't deny the facts that they're historic. I mean, so far they have the fourth best point differential in NBA history and the best since the '96 Bulls, which <laughs> that's incredible. You know, and it, but I mean, I, when it comes to you know being uh, you know too quick to judge this team, I don't know if that's necessarily the case because last year was really the first year where they actually had players to 
you know, make a run and match you go to the playoffs, you know? And, um, I mean, like, like Golden State, dude. When Golden State had that breakout year where they won 67 games that uh, in their first title run in 2015, the year before, they like didn't they lose first round to like the Spurs? You know, like they did. They were they, they, they beat game. they beat the Nuggets and then no, lost. I mean, yeah. I mean they were surprised. No, 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 they were no, a no, surprise that was, team. That was, that they was upset the Nuggets. Okay, so years. then they lost to the Clippers in their first round. In game game seven. seven, they lost. Yeah, yeah they, they lost. Were first, you know, second round exit team the entire time. They just had a blow up year, you know. Yeah, so, and then they hired Steve Kerr, and it became a bigger deal than we thought. Yeah, um, my is fantastic. I, I mean, we've seen it in Atlanta with him. He's yeah. proven it multiple times. Uh, comes from the Popovich, you know. Uh, Way of tree. yeah, Popovich coach, coaching tree. The guy is legit. Like, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so, I, I think also, they'll they'll definitely be better this year. I think. Weirdest lot. Winning the title, dude. But uh, before the season, my finals prediction was the Bucks over the Clippers. How did they lose to the Spurs? That's really weird. Who Bucks? Yeah, Are they you looking they, at their eight losses. I haven't looked <laughs> their schedule yet. I mean, again, eight losses. It's hard to nitpick. In fact, it's fifty and eight, man. That's just that's that's impossible to nitpick. Uh, Miami, that's a that's a good loss. Bucks, or sorry, Boston, good loss. You, uh, Utah by three, good loss. Dallas, I would say that's a good loss. Uh, Philly, I mean, they got blown up, but I, I I get it. San Antonio makes no sense. And then Denver, good loss. Indiana, good loss. Win streak. Yeah, well, well, and then Indiana without Giannis. Um, I just don't get that. <laughs> that is just weird how you lose to that Spurs team, which I I, I'm, I'm saying. Popovich in any game. Yeah, that's true. That being said, I, I mean, my how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. But, dude, I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm rooting for Giannis, man. I mean, like, if it had to be someone in the East, I'd want him to win. You know, he deserves it. He's a really good dude. He's yeah. the face of the league. I mean, he's a great player. He's the face of the league. Really good representative of the league. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think it would, Just be, a good I think it would be fun, you know, to have a, a team like that win. I mean, I'm, I'm really embracing all these other teams winning now. Because I, I used to be, you know, like, oh, but I fucked that. If it's not us, then like, nobody wins. You know, kind of attitude yeah. like that. Now Golden State's out, you know. It's just kind of, it's way more fun. Here's know? a question. Here's a question. Or less of a question, but more of a statement. How spoiled ha- are we that we have such an open, oh, totally wide open NBA when we got like, when we got uh, Cavaliers, Warriors for four or five straight years? And it just, we, we do not appreciate this enough. This is one of the best seasons I've seen in NBA history. There's not a single front runner that I can think of. I mean, they're front runners as there should be, but there's not like a team that I'm like, this is going to, ro- this team's going to roll over everyone. Because even the Lakers, I feel like the Clippers probably have an edge over. Yeah, there's really there's there's the three elite teams, which is the Bucks and then the two LA teams, and then other than that, it's kind of free. But even uh, then, Miami, Denver, um, Boston has been phenomenal. Boston, Jason Toronto, Tatum has taken Houston, taken it to a total next level. Yeah. Houston's weird little system. Let's not count out Kemba Walker, man. Yeah, Kemba's on. Uh, he he killed us in OKC. Uh, hell of a game. They are going to be a scary playoff. Team. That Boston that team's Boston making the East Eastern Finals. That, that will be I'm calling it right now. Out. It's going to be Boston, Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. I could definitely see that. That's uh, going to be a tough out. I, I mean, 
also shout out to the East. That is a great conference. Both conferences are perfectly balanced. I feel like, uh, especially in terms of the Thunder, we've played the Eastern teams really tight. They played. They've beaten us most of the time. Um, so really, honestly, the the NBA in terms of parity is as good as it's ever been. I know uh, there's been a lot of issues with um, with the TV deals and everything, but seriously. It, it is just flat out hard to beat the parity that you have in this league right now. This is exactly the type of league that you want to see from a competition standpoint. Yeah, and the league hadn't seen this in a long time, too, man. I don't think it's ever seen this. I mean, think about it. This spread out? Yeah, it has. It's just been a long time. I mean, since when? Like, the 90s were ruled by Jordan. 80s were ruled by, you know, basically two teams. The, the uh, Celtics... It, it, you were either the Celtics, the Lakers, or the random Pistons. Um, and then the 2000s were Spurs, Lakers. Well, that was the Lakers for 2000 to 2002. It goes in phases. Then the Spurs, uh, then the Pistons, then the Spurs again, then Miami won. Um, then uh, Spurs in 07, Boston in 08, and Lakers uh, at the very end. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, but... Uh, but in the course of that, there was a lot of really good teams, too, that definitely could have won. Too. Phoenix Suns, for sure. Phoenix, you got LeBron's teams. You always could have had, I mean, Boston was still good for you know, the late late 2000s. Uh, Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade. You had Melo and the Nuggets. You had a lot of good teams. Uh, the Orlando but Magic teams. You, you always had a lot, like a lot of good teams. The Nets. But the it Nets was too. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. You went to the finals. I mean, in the early 2000s, for sure, yeah. if we're talking about that. But pre 2000s. But I mean, compared to I, that being said, I mean, the it was always like, you know, the at the second Jordan left, there was like a weird one gap year, you know, with a lockout, and then it was Shaq and Kobe, uh-huh. and then after Shaq and Kobe broke up, little gap year, and then it was you know Spurs. Yeah. Big three Celtics, you know, Lakers. You never know. This could be that gap year. This could be the start of a Milwaukee dynasty. It could be That's the start really of exciting. LA dynasty. Who knows? And that I think is really exciting. I think those are the most exciting points of the league. You know, like, you know who's going to be the next one up? It's yeah. definitely not and the it's status quo. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the status quo of the NBA. The NBA is a league that is built on dynasties. Uh-huh. But as you know. And I, and I know dynasties sell. Dynasties are what what bring people, you know, to TNT and ABC and all that. People pay to see dynasties. Well, yeah, you pay but to if you, see the best team. Yeah, but if you're a basketball purist like me, I'm obsessed, and I know you are too. I'm a, I I am all in on not knowing what the hell is going to happen, and oh, yeah. seeing seeing what like because it rarely whatever goes. Too. So this is like this is you know like Christmas morning you know, yeah like. You know, who's going to win tomorrow? Who's going to win the next day? Like, who's going to have a leg up on this team? You know, it's just... This is the closest the NBA is going to get to March Madness. In yeah. terms of... Yeah. No one knows, dude. This is up for grabbing. And I think I think um, the free agency and all the trades this summer definitely helped that. Yes. Because that, that just spread out everywhere. I mean, dude, that was literally like having a bag of marbles and then just spilling it on the ground and having them all separate all these stars go this way, this way, this way, this way, and really helped spread out, you know, the, the love everywhere. I'm a, I know it sounds weird as an OKC fan who's been really screwed by the player movement uh, at times, mm-hmm. but it leads to some interesting stuff. 
I tell you that. It leads to some interesting uh, movements in the league. Yeah. Honestly, so. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for us trading PG away, LA would probably run the table for the next like three years. Yeah. You know. No, for sure, and it. At least. Uh, Who uh, the man. hell would be LeBron? Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. I mean, those I mean, are if they're the three best players in the league, if those three, if those three players were together, it'd be insane. That would not yeah. be that would not be okay. It would be a mess. I'm glad it's not a thing. I don't even know if the league's seen that since like the Showtime Lakers. You know, having that much star power, like like that kind of. Caliber. I mean, the Golden State Warriors. No, what are you no, talking about? No, no, I'm no, I'm talking about like well, Steph Curry was a top five player. Curry, like, Draymond, Draymond, and Clay weren't. These top five players. I mean, no, it's the, top LeBron ten. LeBron James, no. Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, and Kevin. Top Steph Curry and Kevin Durant were top like top three, maybe. Okay, yeah. There's the, well, I, well, I was thinking if not top like, two pre Kevin Durant. But I'm I, ta- I'm just I mean, I'm talking about yeah. I was talking about the Durant top era. Four players. I mean that that. Do we really LeBron are we James, really going to put Kawhi in the top four? Yes. When healthy, Kawhi Leonard yeah. is arguably the best player in the league. Here, here's the thing about the NBA, and I think this is a good thing. We have so many great players that I've, I feel like there are like ten different top five players. If that makes any sense, because yeah, because who are you going to leave out? James Harden. Yeah, I think Harden. Yeah. Harden is top five. What are you talking well, about? He's one of the, he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. He's I, not. To, I, don't, I wouldn't count him as top five. My top five right now, in no order, is Braun, Giannis, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and then there's an argument. I'd say, oh, I'd, well, I guess right now because we're Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are injured. Yeah. So if that they're they're definitely in the top five. Yeah. You know, but we're healthy. gonna sit them out. For this, okay, we're gonna sit him out. Yeah, um, let me think here. Who so, so my top five: number one is Chris Paul. Number two is Shea Gilgis <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my top five. Just, just currently, you know who we have playing right now. Um, shit, that's uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, in this instant, right now, I think you gotta go with Giannis. Number one. Yeah. You didn't even you didn't have Giannis in your top five yet, did yeah, you? Did. Okay, I missed that then. Okay, so Giannis is number one. The guy is a, a, a freak of nature. Uh, then I think probably this is top five, no order. So yeah, no order. But Giannis is number one, I would say. Okay. Uh, then I I think you got to go Harden. Hard, well, no, not right now. Sorry. This is this has been a weird year for the league. I take it back. Uh, man. This is tough. This is really tough, I actually. You were doing no order. I know, even no order. Like it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mess without I Durant. Think, I think okay, right now. Okay, LeBron, the- LeBron, and then LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Harden, and Giannis. Well, right kick now. out Harden. Kick out Harden. He's been playing like shit recently. Um. Well, I guess. I don't know, dude. There's a lot of different players. Lillard, I mean, Lillard's been hot. Doncic has been injured. I mean, I, I, I can't put Lillard in there because he his team's ass right now. But yeah, I think there's a... He's not playing that great. Here's a question. Is uh, Chris Paul top 10? I think there's an argument for him at 10. Ooh, I, 
yes with the parity of the league and the guys that are injured. Vegan, right now. Chris, yeah. vegan Chris Paul is at ten. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot. I mean, Kawhi. I mean, uh, Kyrie Irving's injured. I mean, everything like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Harden is, I guess, top five now. But if if Steph Curry and Kevin Durant aren't injured, he's not in the top five. Yeah. No, I, I think Durant is. I think Durant. Healthy top five without Durant, a doubt. If Durant comes back fully healthy, he's the best player be in the league by far. I, I I've, al- far. I've always he's definitely the best. Player. I felt like he's been the best player in the league since 2016. Uh, minus minus 2018 for LeBron. Then yeah, sure. I thought 2018 LeBron was one of the best years I've ever seen LeBron play. Yeah, good point, LeBron. It's hard to beat LeBron. That the, the size mixed with the skill. Eh. And the mentality that LBJ has, it just yeah. Durant never had that mentality. I don't mean to be like what one do you of mean those. That mentality. I'm just saying, like if Durant had that killer mentality against Brown Golden, doesn't really have that. He definitely does. He has more so than Durant. Mm. LeBron would not have put up the stats Durant had. Like, well, okay, the, maybe he has that, but he doesn't have it. Durant was on not the locked in. That Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan had. Look, I, I'm not one of those truthers who thinks LeBron or like Durant threw the Western Conference Finals Definitely in 2016. Not. He didn't throw it. He didn't throw it. He, he might have had his mind That's elsewhere. The dumbest idea. Why the fuck would you ever th- throw away an opportunity of going to the finals because you'll, and winning a championship? <laughs> Uh, like, that's the dumbest theory. That's look, so his weird. mind wasn't clearly with the Thunder all the way through. He he is he he, he and you never know what to fucking believe with this guy. But he he has mentioned before that he was talking about thinking about Golden going to Golden State before the season started. Yeah, he was openly being recruited. He had he had he had he had Draymond over at his place like during the playoffs. The guy was not locked in. LeBron never would have let that happen. LeBron never would have let yeah, that happen. Well, if it's if it's the Banana Bro crew, like. I don't know, though. No, yeah. I mean, you, you really don't think that Dwayne Wade wouldn't be over at his house during the Chris playoffs. Paul wouldn't have dinner with him after during the playoffs. No, yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. You, you, look, you can you save that shit. That you can save that shit. Seen LeBron play, you know, actually good players in the playoffs. <laughs> so, at least in the hey, East. Man. In hey, the man. Hey, yeah, man. That's a that's a different conversation. Um, I gotta say though, I, I just it that is the thing that bothers me a lot about Durant. And we've been all over the place. I think we should probably just wrap the pot up. Yeah, sure. This is I just like talking to you. I mean, it's good, but this has just been kind of some fun barbershop type yeah. type talk, you know. Yeah. I, I hope y'all enjoyed this. Actually, you know, uh, something a little different, uh, less of a podcast, more just. Literally, I forgot about this microphone. Uh, we're just kicking it, having a good time. So, um, yeah. So if you like this, please hit the subscribe button, you know, and uh, keep following us along. We'll try to post these a little more frequently as the season goes along. Try to do we, – we will try for uh, once a week, but if not, you know, just see you when you see uh, – we'll, we'll just see you when you see you then. So. All right. I think, I think we should be back after the, the, that five-game stretch that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. After we'll, the New York game, yeah. we'll be back, and then we'll evaluate after that five-game stretch. We'll go five games by five games, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see you after the Knicks. So, All right, cool. Yeah, for me and Ford, this has been Thunder Talk. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, until then, Thunder up. Also, bring me Big Rumble. <laughs> okay, there you go.